Hey everybody, it is Corey Poirier and I'm excited to be back with the brand new edition of the show. Also really excited to have a first time guest with us. So as our listeners know, I love both bringing new guests on and introducing previous guests. Uh, but I get really excited to introduce a new guest to our audience as well because it's an opportunity to, um, to really uh, bring somebody's story to life for our audience for the first time, and that's something you can almost never recreate. So really excited to have Dion with us here today. And Dion, I think where I'd like to start is to get you to tell us perhaps a little bit about your backstory or your journey for those listeners who may be discovering you for the very first time time today. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks for having me on today, Corey. So uh, yeah, so I was actually born in a small tropical island in the Pacific Ocean called Fiji. Um, not many people know where Fiji is, but everybody knows the, we have the most expensive water in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was born there, but I actually grew up and spent most of my life in Australia. So at a very young age, moved to Australia. And then um, about 15 years ago, I went on holiday uh, to Thailand and I met a Canadian girl. And now I live in this uh, frozen continent called Canada. So uh, that's what's brought me to where I am today. But uh, in terms of what I do on a, on a daily basis and, and sort of the, the direction that I'm, I'm heading in is uh, for the last uh, 20 years, I've been working in the world of, of real estate and financing. And uh, it's been very good to me and I've built a, a relatively successful business uh, here in Canada. And um, along the way though, what's, uh, what's helped my business significantly and which has helped my clients a lot is also uh, the ability to get up in front of people and explain some financial concepts to them. And, uh, and that's helped people with, with moving forward in the world of real estate. But along the way too, uh, people have started to ask me, Dion, you know, well, what's led to the success of, of your business uh, in, in, in the timeframe that I've managed to build it. And uh, I've, I've focused on a couple of key areas which I've now decided to start to teach and, and speak on, and I've been speaking on for the last couple of years. Uh, and in particular, it's that topic of, uh, of willpower that you and I have discussed previously. Uh, so I've managed to, uh, and I, I don't know if I've told you this, but um, in Canada, there are, there are 20,000 professionals in my industry and every year they do a ranking. The last couple of years, I've been ranked in the top 75. And, uh, and then I've been started to, started to get these interviews and questions as to, you know, what's, what's led to your success? And it's funny because it's only when people ask you that question and you look back, you start to sort of dissect what, what is it that I've done to, to reach this point. For many years, it was just put my head down and, and work as hard as I can. But now that I've come back and start to reflect and try to figure out how is it that I can take what I've learned along the way and maybe help other people, um, it's really that, that topic of, of willpower, which is really doing, doing the things that we know we should do even when we don't feel like we want to. <laughs> that's, that's the core, core of it all. Yeah, so I, I love that. And a couple of directions I'd like to go from there. I guess uh, first, you know, I would like to ask you, you know, when you said that number, uh, top 750 out of 20,000, uh, I think I've seen that in percentages. And I think that's the top 1%. I think it's actually, so it's top 75. And uh, it is actually the top half a percent. <laughs> no, oh, wow. No, yes. no, I was thinking, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy. So I worked it out on a calculator one day. <laughs> well, in, in my head, I thought I was thinking 750 for some reason. So that's where I was right. getting... And then still, that is still be a little higher than 1%, I guess. But yeah, yeah. wow. So I guess, you know, and you mentioned that uh, hitting that plateau and people seeing that, they start asking you how. And right. so that's what I like to dive into is the how. Uh, as you know, and, and it's subject to change, the title of my more recent book is The Book of Why and How. Yes. I say subject to change because, as you know, I brought it to a publisher and we're in that phase right now of seeing what okay. the end result will look like. But the end how part is really important to me because... 
we talk a lot of times with people about their why, you know, why do you do what you do? But the how part is, is probably, I'm going to say, you're not going to say more important, but it's as important because there's a lot of people that it takes them forever to figure out why they do what they do. And then they figure it out, but they don't know how to tell somebody else how to do it. So you mentioned about going back and dissecting it. So I guess first and foremost, uh, well, well, we'll ask it this way. First, Dion, you mentioned willpower. Was willpower a big part of that? Before we dive into what willpower looks like, was it a big part of how you got to that top plateau now that you've examined it in reverse? Yeah, most definitely. So um, this whole topic of willpower, as I mentioned earlier, it's this concept of simply doing, doing the things we know we should do, even when we don't feel like doing them. And in, in any given day, uh, all of us are faced with tasks in our regular business, in our, in our job, that we know we're going to have to do. And sometimes we push them off and we start on a Monday and it gets pushed to a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Friday, and gets pushed into the next week. And um, what I found is that uh, if I attack those hard things earlier in my day, that they get done and, and over with, you know, it's that whole concept of eat the frog, get it done, even though you don't feel like it. And uh, it's just calling people back when you say you will, uh, doing, doing the small things that uh, nobody else is, is watching that you, you know will help your business, but you're not gonna see some kind of immediate reward for. And that's the other thing in, in, the, in willpower, it's, it's doing the hard things now that are going to benefit your future self. And, uh, and there's a very interesting study that, that I came across in researching this is that they, they did a, a, a study where they put some people into an fMRI machine where they could actually scan their brains. And they asked them three questions. The first question was, imagine yourself and a certain part of their brain lit up. And then they asked them, okay, imagine a stranger. And so a different part of their brain lit up. The third question they asked is, imagine your future self. And in some people, their current self lit up in that they could imagine that that was them. But in most people, the stranger part of their brain lit up. And what that means is that for the majority of people in the world, um, they can't really imagine who their future self is. And if, if willpower, is doing hard things today, which, is, which are going to improve and impact positively your future self, then making that link stronger is really important because why would we do something or forego something or delay gratification for somebody who's a stranger to us? So a lot of this has, uh, has led to me sort of really trying to strengthen that link. Uh, and there's some really interesting tools and, and techniques that allow people to link their current self to their future self. And when they can see that it's going to benefit their future self, they're more willing to do the, the hard things today to get them there. So two things, I, I love that. And two things I wanted to sort of uh, dial into that. And I'm just going to grab something here on the side of my desk that I happen to see that ties into it as well. But before I jump to that direction, uh, a first resource for people listening, you know, there may be other resources that I didn't pick up, but a first resource that people really should check out, check out. You mentioned the words, eat that frog or eat the frog. Yes. Um, Brian Tracy is, I don't know if, by naming it, I'm sure you're familiar with the book. Oh um, yeah. I've listened to many of his CDs and books. Yeah. yeah. So that, so that's a Brian Tracy for those listening and wondering what that was. Cause you might, if I gloss over it, you might go frog. What, what? <laughs> uh, so that's a, a great book by Brian Tracy about productivity and for me personally, I would, and Brian Tracy, I think releases a product a month for 50 years or 40 years or something crazy like that. Like he's released right. like, I don't know, thousands of products, literally for me of all the ones I've dived into, that's the one I've been able to 
personally take the most from. And it's a, it's a mm -hmm. tiny little book. But again, great resource for people if you're looking for productivity is Eat That Frog. And really, the irony of it is, Dion, like a lot of great books, you can sum it up by saying do the your hardest, ugliest, dirtiest thing first on your exactly. task. That's really what the summation is. But of course, the book dials into how to actually do that. The other thing when you talk about willpower is a day timer that I use now uh, called the High Performance Planner by Brendan Burchard. Okay. And, uh, interestingly, so I, I fill it out. I'm going to say, on like being full disclosure, I probably go like a week and a half doing it great. Yep. And I'll get really heavy traveling and give myself the excuse that, oh, I'm too busy right now. And I'll drop off for four or five days and I'll right. drop back in. And so probably doing it more than a lot of people, but not as much as I should. Sure. Um, probably using it like 75% of the time. The interesting yep. part is that I know, and I can track it, but I know when I'm using it, I'm yep. at least twice as productive. Yeah, so, amazing. But here's the amazing, I guess the <laughs> even more amazing part, Dion, is... What goes on in our mind when we know we're twice as productive when we use it, and it only takes me probably 15, 20 minutes a day to do it, yeah. and yet we will still go too busy today. It's just like exercise. We know exercise is beneficial to us. We know all we have to do is make the time for that walk. We know that if we give ourselves the priority, we could get up a half hour earlier and do a half hour walk, but yet we still don't. We know we can eat better, and it goes on and on. So exactly. Here's, a, here's a, I guess, the million-dollar question out of that, maybe. Maybe it's not the million-dollar question, but to me it is. Um, is, Dion, why do you think, based on what you've seen, and you said it's a hard thing to do that, you know, after we said we do it and don't want to do it anymore, it's not sex anymore or nobody's watching anymore. Yeah. But why do you think that is, that we, we basically can see that something's good for us and still either ignore it or make an excuse as to why we didn't do it? So it comes down to where we source our motivation and where do we source our drive. And for a lot of people, it is external where, you know, if uh, they're going to get some kind of award or their boss is going to see them doing something, then they will go out of their way to go and do those hard things. But uh, I'm sure that the majority of people who you've interviewed on this program find that motivation and drive internally. Uh, and it's about really trying to find that internally. And, and, and in order to do that, I really think it links back to that future self, which is... No, maybe my boss isn't going to see me do this. Maybe I'm not going to get some award for doing this. But in 10 days from now, my business or 10 months or 10 years from now, the things that I do today are really going to uh, benefit my future self. So I'll, I'll give you a quick exercise. And it's a really simple one that I'd like to share with the people listening or watching is this idea of the number 10. And, um, and we'll call it 10, 10, 10 for today, uh, which is this idea of, okay, linking our future self to where we are. So I think all of us know where we're going to be in 10 minutes from now. And uh, we know that it's pretty easy for us to do some things right now that are going to benefit ourselves 10 minutes from now. Uh, but I tell you what, if let's just say there was a stack of cheeseburgers right here. Let's say there were 10 cheeseburgers and I ate 10 cheeseburgers right now. We all know that 10 minutes from now, I'm not going to be feeling really good for the things that I've just done to myself right now, 10 minutes from now. But there are little things that we do on a daily basis that, that hurt us even 10 minutes from now. So I would say it's, it's about working towards helping yourself 10 minutes from now by not eating the 10 cheeseburgers and or making that call now, which is weighing on your mind. You know, it's that call you have to make to the client who's maybe angry about something. Make the call now so it doesn't weigh on you 10 minutes from now. It doesn't drag you down. Um, I think most of us are able to deal with that 10-minute stretch, right? Most of us. It's really not that hard. The next one is 10 hours. And again, we go, oh, 10 hours, that's really not that hard. 
Um, I, I can do things for myself now that will benefit myself 10 hours from now. But um, imagine this, imagine that you've got a really important meeting tomorrow at nine o'clock, you've got to wake up at six o'clock to get there on time and you want to be fresh. But you know, you, you've had a, a long day, so you'll turn the TV on, you'll probably turn on Netflix in today's world. And you'll just say you'll watch one episode of whatever it is that's your show right now. But now, you know, Netflix has that autoplay. And within five seconds, that next episode plays. And it's happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to others. You sit there and you go, holy moly, I sat down at 10 o'clock and now it's 12. And I should have been, bed at 10, been, been in bed at 10.30 to, to, to live the life and have the day that I want 10 hours from now. So make those small changes now. Start giving up and giving a, a delaying gratification and making small sacrifices now, which really, you know, that extra episode, it's not going to impact your life, positive, negative, or any, any other way. But that extra half hour, hour in bed is going to really benefit you, you know, 10 minutes from now. And it's about making that stretch from that 10 minutes to 10 hours to, to 10, 10 days and weeks and years. And the, the, the other good thing to know is uh, whenever I'm going through a bad stage in life or something really bad has happened, it's this whole concept of, you know, this too shall pass. You know, if I've got to go through this trouble right now for the next 10 days or 10 weeks, um, how, when I look back 10 months from now, I'll be, I'll be grateful for, for having gone through that and survived it and become, come out the other side probably better and more resilient. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's making those, those little small changes, I think, for so, you know, for people, again, uh, keeping up and, and uh, keeping tally, there's uh, now a total of uh, three resources that I've heard there. You know, we talked about Eat That Frog. Uh, the Daytimer I shared is a, is a powerful resource. And the 10-10-10, great exercise and resource you can try on yourself. And what, I'm going to add in another resource, uh, Dion, just as a, maybe a call and, call and answer. So an yeah. answer to what you just mentioned about the 10-10-10 is – one of the books that I would consider the game changers for me, and I don't say that lightly because I don't call a lot of books game changers, but it's a book by Darren Hardy. I don't know if you've heard of the book called hey. The Compound Effect. The Compound Effect. Oh, yeah. And so the premise of The Compound Effect, again, this is me paraphrasing because it's been a while since I read it, but the gist is, is he shows that if you, okay, if you and I are both starting today, everything being equal, if we each do one thing, there's not that big of a separation between us. Even if it's net, you do a negative, I do a positive. But he makes the case that if you only do a negative thing, let's say 20 minutes a day. So for example, uh, let's say you mentioned eating cheeseburgers, whatever it is, but right. let's say, sure. say sitting on the couch, uh, yep. 20 minutes. At the, in the same 20 minutes, let's say I exercise. What he shows is that if you go for, if you keep going and we're going in the opposite direction, you're going. everybody, it is Corey Poirier, and I'm excited to be back with the brand new edition of the show. Also really excited to have a first-time guest with us. So as our listeners know, I love both bringing new guests on and introducing previous guests, uh, but I get really excited to introduce a new guest to our audience as well, because it's an opportunity to, um, to really uh, bring somebody's story to life for our audience for the first time, and that's something you can almost never recreate. So really excited to have Dion with us here today. And Dion, I think where I'd like to start is to get you to tell us perhaps a little bit about your backstory or your journey for those listeners who may be discovering you for the very first time today. 
Okay, great. Yeah, thanks for having me on today, Corey. So, uh, yeah, so I was actually born in a small tropical island in the Pacific Ocean called Fiji. Um, not many people know where Fiji is, but everybody knows the, we have the most expensive water in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was born there, but I actually grew up and spent most of my life in Australia. So at a very young age, moved to Australia. And then um, about 15 years ago, I went on holiday uh, to Thailand, and I met a Canadian girl. And now I live in this uh, frozen continent called Canada. So uh, that's what's brought me to where I am today. But uh, in terms of what I do on a, on a daily basis and, and sort of the, the direction that I'm, I'm heading in is uh, for the last uh, 20 years, I've been working in the world of, of real estate and financing. And uh, it's been very good to me and I've built a, a relatively successful business uh, here in Canada. And um, along the way though, what's, uh, what's helped my business significantly and which has helped my clients a lot is also uh, the ability to get up in front of people and explain some financial concepts to them. And, uh, and that's helped people with, with moving forward in the world of real estate. But along the way too, uh, people have started to ask me, Dion, you know, well, what's led to the success of, of your business uh, in, in, in the timeframe that I've managed to build it. And uh, I've, I've focused on a couple of key areas which I've now decided to start to teach and, and speak on, and I've been speaking on for the last couple of years. Uh, and in particular, it's that topic of, uh, of willpower that you and I have discussed previously. Uh, so I've managed to, uh, and I, I don't know if I've told you this, but um, in Canada, there are, there are 20,000 professionals in my industry and every year they do a ranking. The last couple of years, I've been ranked in the top 75. And, uh, and then I've been started to, started to get these interviews and questions as to, you know, what's, what's led to your success? And it's funny because it's only when people ask you that question and you look back, you start to sort of dissect what, what is it that I've done to, to reach this point. For many years, it was just put my head down and, and work as hard as I can. But now that I've come back and start to reflect and try to figure out how is it that I can take what I've learned along the way and maybe help other people, um, it's really that, that topic of, of willpower, which is really doing, doing the things that we know we should do even when we don't feel like we want to. <laughs> that's, that's the core, core of it all. Yeah, so I, I love that. And a couple of directions I'd like to go from there. I guess uh, first, you know, I would like to ask you, you know, when you said that number, uh, top 750 out of 20,000, uh, I think I've seen that in percentages. And I think that's the top 1%. I think it's actually, so it's top 75. And uh, it is actually the top half a percent. <laughs> no, oh, wow. No, yes. no, I was thinking, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy. So I worked it out on a calculator one day. <laughs> well, in, in my head, I thought I was thinking 750 for some reason. So that's where I was right. getting... And it still, that is still be a little higher than 1%, I guess. But yeah, yeah. wow. So I guess, you know, and you mentioned that uh, hitting that plateau and people seeing that, they start asking you how. Right. And so that's what I like to dive into is the how. Uh, as you know, and, and subject to change, the title of my more recent book is The Book of Why and How. Yes. I say subject to change because, as you know, I brought it to a publisher and we're in that phase right now of seeing what okay. the end result will look like. But the end how part is really important to me because... We talk a lot of times with people about their why, you know, why do you do what you do? But the how part is, is probably, I'm going to say, you're not going to say more important, but it's as important because there's a lot of people that it takes them forever to figure out why they do what they do. And then they figure it out, but they don't know how to tell somebody else how to do it. So you mentioned about going back and dissecting it. So I guess first and foremost, uh, well, well, we'll ask it this way. First, Dion, you mentioned willpower. Was willpower a big part of that? Before we dive into what willpower looks like, was it a big part of how you got to that top plateau now that you've examined it in reverse? Yeah, most definitely. So um, this whole topic of willpower, as I mentioned earlier, it's this concept of simply doing, doing the things we know we should do, even when we don't feel like doing them. 
And in, in any given day, uh, all of us are faced with tasks in our regular business, in our, in our job, that we know we're going to have to do. And sometimes we push them off and we start on a Monday and it gets pushed to a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Friday, and gets pushed into the next week. And um, what I found is that uh, if I attack those hard things earlier in my day, that they get done and, and over with, you know, that whole concept of eat the frog, get it done, even though you don't feel like it. And uh, it's just calling people back when you say you will, uh, doing, doing the small things that uh, nobody else is, is watching, that you, you know will help your business, but you're not gonna see some kind of immediate reward for. And that's the other thing in, in, uh, in willpower, it's, it's doing the hard things now that are going to benefit your future self. And, uh, and there's a very interesting study that, that I came across in researching this is that they, they did a, a, a study where they put some people into an fMRI machine where they could actually scan their brains. And they asked them three questions. The first question was, imagine yourself and a certain part of their brain lit up. And then they asked them, okay, imagine a stranger. And so a different part of their brain lit up. The third question they asked is, imagine your future self. And in some people, their current self lit up in that they could imagine that that was them. But in most people, the stranger part of their brain lit up. And what that means is that for the majority of people in the world, um, they can't really imagine who their future self is. And if, if willpower is doing hard things today, which, is, which are going to improve and impact positively your future self, then making that link stronger is really important because why would we do something or forego something or delay gratification for somebody who's a stranger to us. So a lot of this has, uh, has led to me sort of really trying to strengthen that link. Uh, and there's some really interesting tools and, and techniques that allow people to link their current self to their future self. And when they can see that it's gonna benefit their future self, they're more willing to do the, the hard things today to get them there. So two things, I, I love that. And two things I wanted to sort of uh, dial into that. And I'm just gonna grab something here on the side of my desk that I happen to see that ties into it as well. But before I jump to that direction, uh, a first resource for people listening, you know, there may be other resources that I didn't pick up, but a first resource that people really should check out. Check out. You mentioned the words, eat that frog, or eat the frog. Yeah. Um, Brian Tracy is, I don't know, if, by na naming it, I'm sure you're familiar with the book. Oh um, yeah, I've listened to many of his CDs and books. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so that's a Brian Tracy for those listening and wondering what that was. Cause you might, if I gloss over it, you might go frog. What, what? Uh, so that's a, a great book by Brian Tracy about productivity. And for me personally, I would, and Brian Tracy, I think releases a product a month for 50 years or 40 years or something crazy like that. Like he's released right. like, I don't know, thousands of products, literally for me of all the ones I've dived into. That's the one I've been able to personally take the most from and it's a, it's a mm -hmm. tiny little book but again great resource for people if you're looking for productivity is eat that frog and really the irony of it is Dion like a lot of great books you can sum it up by saying do the your hardest ugliest dirtiest thing first on your exactly. task that's really what the summation is but of course the book dials into how to actually do that the other thing when you talk about willpower is a day timer that I use now uh, called the high performance planner by Brendan Burchard okay and, uh, interestingly so I, I fill it out, I'm gonna say, on like being full disclosure, I probably go like a week and a half doing it great. Yep. And I'll get really heavy traveling and give myself the excuse that, oh, I'm too busy right now and I'll drop off for four or five days and I'll right. drop back in. And so probably doing it more than a lot of people, but not as much as I should. 
Um, sure. I'm probably using it like 75% of the time. The interesting yes. part is that I know, and I can track it, but I know when I'm using it, I'm yeah. at least twice as productive. Yeah, so, amazing. But here's the amazing, I guess the yeah. even more amazing part, Dion, is what goes on in our mind when we know we're twice as productive when we use it, and it only takes me probably 15, 20 minutes a day to do it, yeah. and yet we will still go too busy today. It's just like exercise. We know exercise is beneficial to us. We know all we have to do is make the time for that walk. We know that if we give ourselves the priority, we could get up a half hour earlier and do a half hour walk, but yet we still don't. We know we can eat better and it goes on and on. So exactly. here's, a, here's a, I guess, the million dollar question out of that, maybe. Maybe it's not the million dollar question, but to me it is. Um, is Dion, why do you think, based on what you've seen, and you said it's a hard thing to do that you know, after we said we do it, and don't want to do it anymore. It's not sex anymore. Or nobody's watching anymore. Yeah. So why do you think that is that we, we basically can see that something's good for us and still either ignore it or make an excuse as to why we didn't do it? So it comes down to where we source our motivation and where do we source our drive. And for a lot of people, it is external where, you know, if uh, they're going to get some kind of award or their boss is going to see them doing something, then they will go out of their way to go and do those hard things. But uh, I'm sure that the majority of people who you've interviewed on this program find that motivation and drive internally. Uh, and it's about really trying to find that internally. And, and, and in order to do that, I really think it links back to that future self, which is, no, maybe my boss isn't going to see me do this. Maybe I'm not going to get some award for doing this. But in 10 days from now, my business or 10 months or 10 years from now, the things that I do today are really going to uh, benefit my future self. So I'll give you a quick exercise, and it's a really simple one that I'd like to share with the people listening or watching is this idea of the number 10, and, um, and we'll call it 10, 10, 10 for today, uh, which is this idea of, okay, linking our future self to where we are. So I think all of us know where we're going to be in 10 minutes from now, and uh, we know that it's pretty easy for us to do some things right now that are going to benefit ourselves 10 minutes from now. Uh, but I tell you what, if let's just say there was a stack of cheeseburgers right here, let's say there were 10 cheeseburgers and I ate 10 cheeseburgers right now. We all know that 10 minutes from now, I'm not going to be feeling really good for the things that I've just done to myself right now, 10 minutes from now. But there are little things that we do on a daily basis that, that hurt us even 10 minutes from now. So I would say it's, it's about working towards helping yourself 10 minutes from now by not eating the 10 cheeseburgers and or making that call now which is weighing on your mind. You know, it's that call you have to make to the client who's maybe angry about something. Make the call now so it doesn't weigh on you 10 minutes from now. It doesn't drag you down. Um, I think most of us are able to deal with that 10 minute stretch, right? Most of us, it's really not that hard. The next one is 10 hours. And again, we go, oh, 10 hours, that's really not that hard. Um, I, I can do things for myself now that will benefit myself 10 hours from now. But um, imagine this, imagine that you've got a really important meeting tomorrow at nine o'clock, you've got to wake up at six o'clock to get there on time and you want to be fresh. But you know, you, you've had a, a long day, so you'll turn the TV on, you'll probably turn on Netflix in today's world. And you'll just say you'll watch one episode of whatever it is that's your show right now. But now, you know, Netflix has that autoplay and within five seconds that next episode plays. And it's happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to others. You sit there and you go, Holy moly, I sat down at 10 o'clock and now it's 12 and I should have been, bed at 10, been in bed at 10.30 to, to, to live the life and have the day that I want 10 hours from now. So make those small changes now 
start giving up and giving a, a delaying gratification and making small sacrifices now, which really, you know, that extra episode, it's not going to impact your life, positive, negative, or any, any other way. But that extra half hour, hour in bed is going to really benefit you, you know, 10 minutes from now. And it's about making that stretch from that 10 minutes to 10 hours to, to 10, 10 days and weeks and years. And the, the, the other good thing to know is uh, whenever I'm going through a bad stage in life or something really bad has happened, it's this whole concept of, you know, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've got to go through this trouble right now for the next 10 days or 10 weeks, um, how, when I look back 10 months from now, I'll be, I'll be grateful for, for having gone through that and survived it and become, come out the other side probably better and more resilient. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's making those, those little small changes, I think, for it. So, you know, for people, again, uh, keeping up and, and uh, keeping tally, there's uh, now a total of uh, three resources that I've heard there. You know, we talked about Eat That Frog. Uh, the Daytimer I shared is a, is a powerful resource. And the 10-10-10, great exercise and resource you can try on yourself. And what, I'm going to add in another resource, uh, Dion, just as a, maybe a call and, call and answer. So a, a, yeah. an answer to what you just mentioned about the 10-10-10 is – one of the books that I would consider the game changers for me, and I don't say that lightly because I don't call a lot of books game changers, but it's a book by Darren Hardy. I don't know if you've heard of the book called hey. The Compound Effect. The Compound Effect. Oh, yeah. And so the premise of The Compound Effect, again, this is me paraphrasing because it's been a while since I read it, but the gist is, is he shows that if you, okay, if you and I are both starting today, everything being equal, if we each do one thing, there's not that big of a separation between us. Even if it's net, you do a negative, I do a positive. But he makes the case that if you only do a negative thing, let's say 20 minutes a day. So for example, uh, let's say you mentioned eating cheeseburgers, whatever it is, but right. let's say, sure. say sitting on the couch, uh, yep. 20 minutes. At the, in the same 20 minutes, let's say I exercise. What he shows is that if you go for, if you keep going and we're going in the opposite direction, you're going towards less healthy, I'm going towards more healthy. What he shows is that the little, little, little things eventually compound. And in a year's time, I could be 30 pounds lighter and you could be 30 pounds heavier. And what he shows is that these little things compound. So even though they're only take small little tiny actions now, it'll have a dramatic impact later. And so to your point of what you do in that 10 minutes or what you do in those 10, for those 10 hours, mm-hmm. may not be, it may not be uh, sexy. Like you said, it may not be the thing that people uh, want to do. Like, you know, when you're filling out the thing that he says to fill out, you're also taking the action so that you can check it off and say, I did that. It might not feel that great to exercise for 20 minutes or to uh, even meditate. It, it may feel great in, you know, as you said, in 10 hours time or the bigger picture. But mm-hmm. when you're doing it, you may be like, oh, I got so much else to do. And you're stressed because you're trying to think of other things you have to do. But yeah. in the case that those little actions, those disciplined actions every day, add up to something much bigger. And so to me, I think it really ties into what you're saying about the 10, 10, 10, which is that you make what we'll call the sacrifices early on. And sometimes they're not even sacrifices, but you do those little things consistently day after day, and you'll have a big payoff at the end. And to my point, you know, using the Brendan Burchard daily planner, I used to use the the Darren daily. So Darren Hardy's similar thing. I still, but I use the, the day planner as my main thing yeah the newer thing to me and so again i've dropped it off a few times but probably the reason why i still have some main impacts and effects down the road is because i'm still using it 80 percent of the time versus all so i just wanted to add that in because i think that's another powerful resource is that book and i think it also supports and validates what you said about 10 10 10 most definitely and to your point about 
writing stuff down every day. I'll just show you real quick. This is what I do every day. I write down my tasks for the day every morning. I write them in big black, a uh, big red pen, because um, you know it's visually for me that's that that keeps me on on my toes. And I just like the idea of every day crossing something off my list and moving and, and knowing that okay, tomorrow I'm going to sit down with this list. I'll see what I've crossed off, and tomorrow I'll add more to that list. It's uh, it's small senses of achievement, little things. I made that call. I sent that I sent that email. Little things like that, which you know you can see yourself moving forward, which is you know pretty important as well and measurable. And so that's I think I noticed is that an ABC type prioritizing list? Like do you prioritize? Yeah, so I got I got some people's names on here, so I'm not going to hold it up yeah, uh, yeah, on the absolutely. screen. But what I have here is I've written down everybody who I need to deal with today. I've assigned how much time I will take to to deal with that particular issue. And once I've done that, then I prioritize them in A, B, C, D, and and just work through my my alphabet through the day. Uh, and yeah, by the end of the day, we'll look. We'll try to get them all done. They probably won't all get done, uh, but we will certainly move move it forward down the track, so to speak. And so to that point, uh, you mentioned a key thing as well, which is the crossing out of the things that you do. And mm -hmm. I think that's an important point beyond for people that maybe are considering a task list or to-do list, which I think everybody should have. But if you're considering it and you haven't done it yet, that's an important point because I've, I've believe it or not, I've talked to people who use pencil to write their to-do list and then erased it. And oh, I'm like, okay. are you kidding me? Because <laughs> again, to your point, you get those little shots of dopamine every time you strike yeah. through. Not only that, it reminds you how much you accomplished because you can go back and look and see the strike throughs and go, Oh yeah, I did all that stuff today. Whereas if it's gone or if you throw it in the garbage or whatever a person you does, don't know what was done. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. A, I, to your point, I believe that we need those mini rewards. So yeah. that ties into willpower too. So I talk and I don't know your thoughts on this, but I talk that when we're tackling things that are maybe part of our goal list, which maybe requires discipline and willpower to do, I think we should give ourselves little rewards when we do achieve certain milestones. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think as people, we'd like to get those rewards? Oh yeah, and uh, I learned from a coach of mine a couple of years ago, and this is something that my family does every year. Uh, we, we categorize nine rewards in a year. Uh, and these rewards are, are uh, into three categories. So three things to buy, uh, three things to do, and then three places to go. So if we scatter these three, these nine things throughout our year, it means that every month to two months, we're looking forward to some kind of reward, which, you know, we're, we're going to achieve or, or, or reward ourselves with once we've, we've hit certain levels of productivity or something along those lines. It's nice to scatter it throughout the year. And, uh, you know, we live in a material world. So, you know, as much as I can think of oh, those things, those three things to buy aren't important look, we need a new couch. So it's going to happen sometime this year. And it's in, it's in, the, it's in the calendar. Um, and yeah, three things to do. Uh, I have small kids. So, you know, every now and then uh, throughout the calendar year, I'll, I'll take my kid away, one of my children away, uh, just for a daddy-daughter weekend here or there. So little things like that. And then actual travel, that's obviously more of a, a family thing that we, we do. Generally, we do one, one thing with family, for family. So we might travel to Australia, which is where the, where the accent's from. Uh, or we might just travel to Florida and meet up with some friends or whatever the case. But I think scattering rewards throughout your year, putting them in your calendar and, and working towards them certainly helps for sure. Awesome. Well, Dion, like I said, uh, right from the jump uh, to you off air, uh, I knew we wouldn't have enough time. We barely scratched the surface in this one area alone. Uh, so I'm going to call it a to be continued and look to actually bring you back on really quickly. Uh, 
continue to explore this. Uh, I will say we had that I noticed six takeaways, which is you know a lot for a twenty minute conversation. 20 minutes, yeah. Uh, so what I and I'm just I, I'm repeating this for people because I think sometimes we, we listen to an interview and it's hard to remember what did I what did I take from that or maybe you missed sure. one. So eat that frog is a big one. Uh, Brenda Machard, this is from me saying I think that's a powerful resource. This day timer, the ten ten ten. I mentioned the compound effect. Uh, you noted and I saw it when you put up on the screen the ABC prioritizing and the reward system that you do. I, I love all that. So thank okay. you so much for being with us. Uh, my very last question. I'll, I'll combine two questions in one. Sure. Is, Based on hearing all this, how can people, and I guess probably the way to do this ties into the second question. I was going to ask what the hub is, if people want to connect with you, learn more, see your work, all that kind of stuff. But the question is, if people want to bring you in to talk about, uh, as a speaker, because you mentioned that's where you're focusing now a lot, uh, to talk about willpower, where would they go and then how can they connect with you? And maybe it's both the same place. You know, How would they connect with you to bring you in and then learn more about you? Sure. So I have a website dedicated to this, which is uh, my name, Dion Beg. That's D-I-O-N-B for Bob, E-G, DionBeg.com. And if you go there, uh, you'll, you'll see a little bit about, uh, you'll see a video of some of my previous presentations, uh, as well as how to contact me, as well as some of the testimonials of people who I presented with or people in the audience who've been impacted by this information. So again, that's DionBeg.com. Awesome. Well, Dion, as expected, this is, this is an absolute and was an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much for joining us today and being so gracious with your insight. Thank you, Corey. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.